Ladies and gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas Odds Maker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! And now, let's get it on! Against the spread, Winning Picks with Mark Lawrence! Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence, and I'm going against the spread on this final week of college football with the Army-Navy game putting the final dot on the season, along with a big week in the National Football League as we go against the spread. This weekend, we'll be flying solo once again this week without Victor King, our co-host. Victor is recovering from a triple bypass surgery operation, and I've got to say this, Victor's doing really rather quite well. He's in the office these days for a couple of hours a day, and he plans on rejoining us here on the show next week. So stay tuned. Victor King will be back in the saddle next week here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. And along the way, he's passed along a few notes that I'll share with you a bit later on in the show regarding some over-under total winning situations. And it being December right now, I think for all intents and purposes, you could say it's January madness in the world of college football as the final four teams are locked and loaded. They've been set with controversy abounding, no doubt. Ohio State securing the fourth and final spot in this year's college football playoffs, the first ever college football playoffs, nudging out Baylor and TCU. And the big controversy, obviously, was the TCU dropping from number three to number six, despite the fact that they crushed Iowa State. And the committee's reasoning there was there was never much of a paper-thin difference between the three teams. And Ohio State's impressive win over Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game ended up being the deciding factor. So the final four is now set. Alabama, Oregon, Florida State, and Ohio State. And before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show this week, I got a couple of bowl notes I want to pass along to you because we're working on our Playbook College Bowl stat report as we're talking now. That report will be available next Wednesday, December 17th. You can order your copy now online at playbook.com or give your office a call toll-free to reserve a copy of the highly sought-after 2014 Playbook College Bowl stat report. You can do so by dialing 1-800-PLAYBOOK. That's one 800 752 Six, six. A couple of tidbit notes as we've been preparing the College Bowl stat report with the upcoming bowl games. I note here that when Alabama takes on Ohio State in a head-to-head matchup, it'll be a matchup of Nick Saban and Urban Meyer, former Southeast Conference head coach combatants. Saban owns a 2-1 to edge in the three previous meetings over Meyer. All four times that these two head coaches have met each other, one team or the other has been ranked number one in the polls, that being Alabama, that case this year. And in fact, the last time that Ohio State and Alabama did meet, it was in the 1978 Sugar Bowl. And who were the head coaches on the sidelines? Over on one side was Woody Hayes from Ohio State and the legendary Bear Bryant from Alabama on the other side. So we've got some really, really good, strong history, if you will. In fact, uh, this is one of three games this year that will find teams that are back in the same bowl game this year that they were in last year, Alabama in the Sugar Bowl this year. you got Louisiana Lafayette going back to the New Orleans Bowl 
an Arkansas State returns to the GoDaddy.com Bowl. We'll comment on the status of teams returning back to the same bowls inside the College Bowl stat report as we get that to press by next Wednesday. We've also got a unique situation occurring in the other playoff football game. When Florida State tackles Oregon, you've got a matchup of what will be the third meeting of Heisman Trophy winners, if you will, uh, when Marcus Mariota, who proposes who was proposed to win the Heisman Trophy this Saturday, I think he's a hands-down lock-in shoe-in, he'll take on Jamison Winston, the former Heisman Trophy winning quarterback last year. The other two games in which we had former Heisman Trophy winners going head-to-head was occurred uh, in 2009 in the BCS Championship game. That was when Tim Tebow and the Florida Gators took on Sam Bradford and the Oklahoma Sooners. And then back in the 2005 Orange Bowl, Oklahoma's Jason White took on Matt Leinert and the Southern Cal Trojans in that particular rematch of Heisman Trophy winners. So, again, we'll report on what to expect with that in Heisman Trophy winners taking on each other in a bowl game. Another quick tally from the bowls, upcoming bowl games. We know that there are 10 teams that are going to be bowling that had a dead-even 500 conference record. We also know that there are 12 teams or I should say, yeah, 12 teams that had losing conference records, and two of those 12 teams were just 2-6 and six in conference play this year, those being Penn State and Arkansas with just 2-6 and six conference records. But because of the expanded college bowl scene being what it is today, we've got 38 bowl games on tap this year, so we find the likes of the 6-6 six and six teams becoming more and more popular in bowl games from this point here on. A couple of interesting team tidbit notes. When the Minnesota Gophers play on New Year's Day, it'll be their first New Year's Day bowl game since 1962 for the Gophers. So you know they're awfully excited about that, Jerry Kill and his program at Minnesota. They'll be playing on New Year's Day this year in the bowl games. And also one interesting note, the last time the Duke Blue Devils, who have enjoyed some great success under David Cutcliffe of late here, the last time that they were able to win a bowl game was all the way back in 1961 when they won the Cotton Bowl. So it's been a long time between drinks of bowl win waters for the Duke Blue Devils. We'll see how they can fare in the upcoming bowl games. We'll talk more in depth about the college football bowl games next week when Victor rejoins us here on the show. We'll tear some of the bowl games down in particular as we start our bowl playoff preview here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. Before I move on to our College football game of the week. A quick note on the National Football League side of things. Uh, It's beginning to look to me more and more like it's time that we need to reseed NFL playoff teams. You take a look at what's going on inside the NFC South division, and it's really a disgrace. You're going to find neither team, that being Atlanta nor New Orleans, will have a winning record at season's end and most likely will end up having a losing record. The only time there's been a team in the National Football League playoffs that had a losing record, that was back in 2010 when Seattle made the playoffs. They did win their first playoff game before being bounced out uh, of the playoffs the next time. That's the only time that we've seen a losing team in the 21st century. Now you're taking a look at what's happening here in the situation at the NFC South. You've got four teams that are currently 9-4 and four in the National Football League, and one of these teams is not going to make the playoffs. That's coming from the likes of Dallas, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Seattle. One of those four teams is going to be home for the holidays, whereas 
either Atlanta or New Orleans will be in the playoffs with a losing record. And I think it's time for the National Football League to reseed these playoff teams and put these guys that make it into the playoffs where they belong. You can have the division winner make the playoffs, but certainly not as a division champion who's going to gain home field advantage because of their poor football season. That's just a little editorial comment from yours truly as we're getting down the stretch run of the National Football League side of things. Don't you go away. When I come back, I'm going to tear down our college football game of the week. The one and only Army-Navy football game is on tap Saturday. That and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Don't make a move without your playbook. It's Mark Lawrence's Playbook Football Newsletter, the Football Handicappers Newsletter, filled with awesome angles, incredible stats, college and NFL game write-ups, and much, much more. Get your playbook now at 1-800-PLAYBOOK or visit playbook.com. Welcome back, everybody. Mark Lawrence, and I'm going against the spread on this week's college and pro football cards. Victor King has a bye week this week. That's a appropriate word, a bye week for Victor King, who's recovering from triple bypass surgery. Once again, Victor is doing quite well in his recovery, and he will be rejoining us here on the show next week. Taking a look at the college football game of the week on tap, when Army takes on Navy in the final game of the regular season for the 2014 college football season, when they take the field this week, this will be a classic obviously traditional rivalry football game between Army and Navy. Uh, The last time that Army was able to win a football game in the series was 12 years ago, back in 2001. And if there's one common denominator between these two football teams, it's that they both each bring tremendous rushing offenses to the table in this contest. Army ranks number six in the nation in total rush offense, averaging 304 rushing yards a game. On the flip side, their rush defense is rather porous because they cough up 192 rushing yards a game. Take a look at Navy. They come in with the number two ranked rushing offense, 358 yards a game overland for the middies. But their rush defense is worse than Army's. They allow 200 rushing yards per game. You take a look here at the common thread that runs between these two football teams is not only are they two running teams that are going to run the ball and tear up chunks of turf all day long when they take when they play at the M&T Stadium in Baltimore. In fact, incidentally, that's Army and Navy playing a day before the Baltimore Ravens take the field. So you might find a little bit of a choppy, soddy field for the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. But the bottom line to this football game to me is you got two teams that are going to go head-to-head in doing what they like doing best, and that's running the football. And when you run the football, you shorten the clock. And when you shorten the clock, it makes it more and more difficult for games to get up and over the total. I talked with Victor King before the show about this particular football game, and he passes on these particular notes that in this matchup, this total opened up at 60.5 points. It's down to 57 points as we speak here on Wednesday when we do the show, and I won't be surprised if it kicks off at more like 56 total points come this weekend. Army has gone 7 
overs in their 11 football games this year. Navy has played under four of their 10 times that they've been lined in over-under totals this football season here. The interesting note here is that the last eight matchups between these two teams have been under totals, and a lot of it not surprisingly because of the way and manner and style of which they run the football. It's their game plan to pound it down each other's throat and shorten that clock. The average line on the over-under in the Army-Navy series has been 51.4 points per game. The average score has been 37.8 points per game, meaning that they've fallen under the average total, an average of 13.6 points per game between these two football teams in those last eight meetings. You put it all together, you might have a side in this football game, a lean to the Army side because of the major revenge in this football contest, that and the fact that Navy does have a bold bid in their back pocket, and we often like to fade favorites that are have a bowl been locked up because there's a little bit of a disinterest here and might be more of a focus about the bowl game. But the bottom line here is I'm going to go with Victor. Victor encourages the under total in the football game, and I agree. We'll go under the total in the Army-Navy game for our play in the college football game of the week this week here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. I'm coming back with our National Football League game of the week. That and I'll hop out to Las Vegas when we come back with the next segment here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. make a move without your playbook it's mark lawrence's playbook football newsletter the football handicappers newsletter filled with awesome angles incredible stats and much much more get your playbook now at 1-800-PLAYBOOK or visit playbook.com hey welcome back everybody mark lawrence as i go against the spread on this week's college and pro football cards it's time for our national football league game of the week and before i get there as we mentioned during the break here, the Playbook Football Newsletter has had a great football season this year, and we are now publishing the Playbook College Bowl Stat Report. If you haven't yet seen a copy of the College Football Bowl Stat Report and would like to see a copy of last year's 2013 College Bowl Stat Report, simply call our office toll-free at 1-800-PLAYBOOK. That's 1-800-752-9266. Mention you heard this on the show for a free sample copy of the 2013 College Football Bowl Stat Report. I absolutely guarantee you're going to love what you see. No other publication in the nation presents the stats, facts, trends, and all the information you'll need to arm yourself to become a winner this bowl season than the Playbook College Bowl Stat Report. You can secure a copy of this year's College Bowl Stat Report online now at playbook.com or, again, call our office toll-free to either order a copy of the 2014, or see a copy of last year's 2013 simply by calling 1-800-PLAYBOOK. That's 1-800-752-9266. Okay, now we're going to move on to our National Football League Game of the Week, and we've got a dandy inside the AFC North Division where the playoff hopes for the Cleveland Browns will be on the line when they take on the Cincinnati Bengals this Sunday. Cincinnati holding a scant half-game lead in the division, a game and a half over the Cleveland Browns. The Browns need this game like blood if they wish to continue their winning march to the playoffs. They're 7-6 and six in the football season here, but sliding of late, and that sliding of late has made one major change in the lineup for the Cleveland Browns. We're going to find Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, behind center for the Cleveland Browns this Sunday as head coach 
Mike Pettin looks to put a shot in the arm of this Cleveland offense here. The Cleveland offense has been sliding each of the last three football games. They go from 475 yards in their game in Atlanta to 315 yards in a game in Buffalo to just a 248 yards last week against the Indianapolis Colts. And in and along the way, Brian Hoyer, the starting quarterback all season long, who, by the way, is the only quarterback in the Cleveland Browns expansion history that has a winning record of the 19 other starting quarterbacks. Only Brian Hoyer has managed to produce a winning record for the Cleveland Browns. He'll be on the Pines this week. The eight interceptions, one touchdown along the way has really made to this big change in this contest here. And I guess if there's good things to look at about this change, we don't know what we're going to get with Johnny Manziel. But the bottom line is neither do the Cincinnati Bengals. They have no game film on him other than the little sparse action that he's got in play so far this football season here. And that's been minuscule at the most, to say the least. So advantage to Cleveland Browns that way as far as preparing for this football game with Johnny Manziel. The Bengals come in here playing with revenge from a 24-3 loss they suffered earlier this football season here. That was a big win for the Cleveland Browns because it snapped a long, long, straight-up division road losing streak. So big-time revenge on the mind for the Bengals here. Uh, that loss, With that loss, they fell to 1-4-1 and one against the Spurs the last six games in the series. You've also got the Mike Tomlin post factor in this football game working against the Bengals. That being that any team that's tackled Mike Tomlin, Cincinnati or Pittsburgh Steelers football teams, I should say, when they come either pick or favorite in the next contest, they're just 20 and 40 against the spread. That's kind of a tough role for the Cincinnati Bengals to have to overcome in this situation post Tomlin role against the Cleveland Browns. And talking about the favorite in the series, as we speak on this show here today, the Cincinnati Bengals are a one point favorite if they stay the favorite in the contest. Interesting to note that the favorite in these two rivalry games between Cleveland and Cincinnati, the favorite is just 1-12 to the spread the last 13 matchups. You've also got Inside this contest here, the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals bring a porous rush defense into the football game. They're allowing 4.4 yards per rush, and the bottom line is you simply don't lay points on the road with teams with that poor of a rush defense, especially in division football games. You also take a look at uh, from our midweek alert, we note that the Cincinnati Bengals are being outgained 28 yards a game on the season, despite the fact they're sitting in first place in the AFC North. They're being outyarded 28 yards a game on the season. More or less, if you could say, winning games with smoke and mirrors are the Cincinnati Bengals. While there's huge revenge to the Bengals in this football game, I think the onus is more on the Cleveland Browns. I think the fans will be pumped to the max behind Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel behind center here this week. I like the Cleveland Browns to knock down the Cincinnati Bengals and stay alive in their chase for a playoff position here in the wild card race. I'll back the Cleveland Browns against the Cincinnati Bengals for my side in this football game on Sunday. And with that, it's time to hop out to Las Vegas for one of our favorite segments of the show, our View from Vegas with Dave Tooley at proprietor at viewfromvegas.com. Before I get there, though, I want to remind our listeners out there that Victor King is indeed back in the saddle. And for all of his totals tip sheet readers, he will be sending out an abridged version of the totals tip sheet this Friday or Saturday our listeners can also download that abridged version of the Totals Tip Sheet online at playbook.com this weekend. Look for that this Friday at playbook.com from Victor King and the Totals Tip Sheet. 
Now let's hop out to Las Vegas and join with Dave Tooley, the proprietor from ViewFromVegas.com. Dave is also an author at ESPN.com. You can read all about Dave's writings and covering the wagering and gambling scene that's going on in Las Vegas through ESPN.com. It's Tuesdays with Tooley column. Dave, how's everything going with you these days? I'm sure it's quite hectic out in Las Vegas for you this week. Yeah, absolutely. With uh, yeah, Christmas coming up and... Uh Got some uh, kids' uh, parent-teacher conferences this week uh, <laughs> thrown in, thrown <laughs> into the mix. But uh, no, it's uh, it's uh, always good when you're coming off uh, another winning week. And uh, you know, last weekend was really good, both in the colleges and uh, in the NFL. So uh, you know, dogs have been uh, very good to us. Yeah, it's been a pretty nice year for dogs, I think, both on the college and the NFL football front. Maybe not massively lopsided, but uh, I think for handicappers that do their work like you do and uh, you get into looking for the best valued dogs, they were certainly been out there to find uh, most of this football season here. So bottom line is it's been good for everybody that takes that same approach, looking for those live dogs. And uh, I understand, Dave, it was also a live week in the Superbook contest this past week. The leaders continue to keep surging forward, if you will. They're not falling back to the pack. And unbelievably, as I understand, the ballers are still firmly entrenched in first place in the contest. Yes, yeah, CH Ballers, the leader we talked about last week that uh, uh, turned down my interview request, uh, which is understandable. The last two leaders that I've uh, <laughs> interviewed have uh, uh, fallen by the wayside here. So, but yeah, CH Ballers entered the week over seventy-five percent and uh, hit four and one again on the week. Wow. In fact, uh, the, the top four uh, all went four and one. So yeah, nobody gained ground uh, on each other or you know, and any, anyone in the field <laughs> trying to chase them down. Uh, also, wasn't making up ground. So it's a uh, it was it was actually for the overall consensus in the super contest. It only went seven, eight, and one, and the top five plays were only three and two. So, you know, like you like you were saying, the uh, um, top players were very selective in their choices, and they you know, they didn't take all the obvious uh, line moves, and they they even out, outperformed uh, those stats. So, yeah, per- personally, on the, on the year in the NFL, um, I'm still below 500 overall, although I've been making a comeback the last few weeks. Um, and yeah, the dogs have actually worked better for me in the colleges this year, and I'm still uh, quite miffed at uh, William Hill for dropping their college football contest this year. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, just my luck there. <laughs> well, maybe you can get together with Nick Bogdanovich and do something about that for next year right. <laughs> with William Hill. And But what is the record, Dave, uh, as far as ballers have 53 wins or 53 points as we're speaking right now? What is the record in the uh, Superbook contest for all-time points earned? Yeah, the uh, yeah, for those who don't know, um, yeah, contestants pick five games a week against the spread in the NFL over 17 weeks. That's 85 plays. And you get one point for a win and half a point for a push, which until this past week, there hadn't been a push all season uh, until uh, the Vikings beat the Jets by six in overtime. Um, that line you know, closed four around town on Sunday, but in the Super Contest, it goes with the line that's set on Wednesdays. Vikings were a six-point favorite, so that was the first push that we've seen all year. And the record is 16 and a half points um, by San Suchi in 2011. Uh, they had 58 wins and five pushes <laughs> that season uh, to get to that 16 and a half number, and so right now uh, CH Ballers yeah, hitting 75.71 percent is only uh, seven and a half points away from that 
Uh, just needs that over the last three weeks, last 15 picks. So it just has to go over 500 to break that record. That's but, been a uh, great week, huh? Wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's been an unbelievable run he's been on all year long. And, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of people behind him that, you know, actually right now there's there's also a $15,000 bonus that the Superbook pays out. Um, and it has to be shared by everyone that's over 67%. And for years, it no one would ever hit that. You know, back when we had you know two, three hundred people in the, in the contest, there was a couple of years in a row where uh, no one would cash that. But now with these extra huge fields, it's been hit uh, the last six or seven years. I think there might have been one time where it wasn't. But uh, as we sit here right now, with three weeks to go, there are actually 13 people that are <laughs> at 67% or higher uh, that would be splitting wow. that bonus. So uh, we. We should expect that some of those won't quite be able to keep up that pace, but uh, you know, based on this past week, uh, who knows? How'd you like to be a guy that finishes sixty-eight uh, percent and uh, you got that fifteen thousand dollars bonus out there, and you walk away with eight hundred and fifty dollars of it? <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, fortunately, the uh, the prize pool has you know increased substantially over the years. So yeah, right now the people that are uh, like you said, you know, like eighth place, uh, tied for seventh right now, would pay seventy three thousand dollars. So, it it, w- it wouldn't be the worst uh, holiday and uh, end of the year no. here if uh, if you were to finish like that. But it, it would be a case where you'd be looking at it like, wow, you know, in a normal year, I would have taken the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like talking uh, playoff bonus money for baseball players who make the major league baseball playoffs, and then they get that added to their salary. So whatever it is they are drawing is just kind of whipped cream on the pie, I guess, in, in that sense. Uh, Dave, before I get over to you about uh, some of the major line moves in uh, that have happened this week on the college football side of things with the uh, playoffs being now in place with the top four teams. Any buzz in town about uh, the college football playoffs here? Talk feeling about any particular teams, any games that's being steamed or a team that the people like or anything at all going on in town in Vegas with concerning these college football bowl playoffs? Um, it's been, uh, yeah, the numbers came out on uh, Sunday morning uh, here in Vegas after the, after the, the uh, playoff teams were announced, and Alabama opened around a nine and a half point favorite against Ohio State. Um, you know, obviously you know, all the controversy about if uh, you know Ohio State should have been leapfrogged over TCU and Baylor, but uh, you know at the end of the day, when the matchups are set, that's all uh, handicappers really care about <laughs> is the is the actual games that are going to take place, not not the hypothetical ones. So um, that that number stayed. You know, pretty solid. The over in that game has been steamed up uh, a couple points. I saw it open, I think, as low as 56 and a half, and now we're seeing it up over 58 at, at several books. So, um, you know, the, the total is getting more lopsided action there than, than the spread, which is pretty, pretty, pretty uh, even in nine and a half. I've seen a 10 pop up a few books, and then those get bought back. Uh, in the other semifinal, Oregon against Florida State, again, that. Uh, Open up around eight, eight and a half, and, and we've seen a little bit of money there on the favorite Oregon, up to nine, uh, a few even nine and a halfs popping up at, uh, at some of the places like uh, Coast Casinos and Aliante. So it uh, that doesn't seem like it's uh, slowing down too much. Although you know, I mean personally, I'm thinking you know, Florida State they <laughs> as as bad as they've been against the spread this year. I mean they they're always in in every game, and obviously they've pulled out every win the last two years. And so, yeah, getting more than a touchdown there looks uh, looks appealing to me. Yeah, especially for a team that 
hasn't taken points since 2011. It's been a long, long time since Florida State's been the underdog. But uh, a lot will happen between now and when that football playoff bowl game does kick off here uh, later on in the month, coming January 1st. We'll talk a little bit about more about that when we get closer and closer to the college football playoffs. And getting back to where we were talking before about the major line moves in the NFL side of things here, any moves that occurred from the early send out that Jay Cornegay sent out from the contest as opposed to what we're seeing live this week? Uh, yeah, quite a few. Uh, well, let me throw in one more um, college line move there. Okay. Uh, that Florida State-Oregon total uh, is up to 71 and a half. <laughs> at wow. several books, so uh, yeah, it's uh, almost two touchdowns more than than the other matchup. But uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Again, like I said, a lot a lot of interest in these playoffs, as, as we've said for years. Uh, you know, the whole bowl system and the BCS. You know, we've always said that if there was ever a playoff, that these games would have tremendous handle and interest, and uh, and we're we're definitely seeing that. Uh, so the. Among the line moves, uh, one of the most interesting one is um, for people tuning in earlier this week, uh, the Rams and Cardinals Thursday night game. Uh, Rams were two and a half uh, at the Westgate last week, and now we've seen they've covered four games in a row. And uh, But even though the Cardinals keep winning and covering, and they're tied with the Colts for the best spread record at 9-4 and four against the spread, uh, and people bet against them last week, and they beat the Chiefs as a, as a home underdog. Uh, that line is steamed up to four and a half now, uh, wow. across the key number of three. So that, that that's that's a little surprising. Um, Falcons and Steelers. Falcons are a one and a half point favorite a week ago at the Westgate. Uh, that has now flipped. Where now the Steelers are favored by two and a half. The uh, Pan- Panthers line that was three and a half last week at, at the Westgate. Uh, it went up to five and a half uh, earlier this week, but then, you know, uh, for those who don't know, Cam Newton got in a, a car accident, and uh, he looks like I'm, I'm hearing he's doubtful to play. Uh, some some saying he might play, but uh, that lines down to back to the the original number of three and a half now. Um, if Derek and you know a lot of speculation that Derek Anderson will get the start there. Uh, Packers and Bills, uh, not as much of a move. That was six and a half last week. Uh, down down to five. You know, Bills covered against the Broncos, so they're they're getting some support there. Uh, one game that uh, not too many people might be interested in, but the uh, Titans were actually a three point favorite against the Jets in, in the advance line last week. Now the Jets are a one point favorite, and the last one, um, a huge move. Uh, Seahawks against the 49ers. Uh, this one last week was Seahawks uh, minus six and a half. It was under under a touchdown, and then. Uh, Seahawks obviously beat the Eagles, and the 49ers uh, went out and lost straight up to the Raiders, which we were very happy happy with. And now the Seahawks, uh, we're seeing tens out there, uh, double-digit spread on that uh, rivalry game. Wow, big move in that last game, as you mentioned, Seattle-San Francisco. And in fact, in our midweek alert newsletter this week, we called out the fact that beginning in the season, when Cantor Gaming put out lines on every NFL football game, which is quite a task to do, but they did that before the season began. Their line in this game at, before the season began was Seattle minus three and a half. So you can see <laughs> the perception of what's happened between these two football teams between then and now. And uh, might be a little bit of an overreaction, but I think people 
the public sees Seattle back in the Super Bowl already. They haven't gotten there yet, but they see them back in the Super Bowl. So there's a price to pay, I guess, for backing the Seattle Seahawks. Which leads to your complimentary play on the football show this week. And uh, knowing the Dave Tooley way of thinking, if it's not San Francisco, who would the play be this week? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely on my short list there. Although, again, you know, my play last week was the Raiders against the 49ers. And the, it, it was a, a lot of a you know the reason was going against the 49ers and the fact that they hadn't been putting up uh, very many points so um so in, instead of uh flipping back to the 49ers this week um i'm going to stick with the raiders uh, oh nice. playing the chiefs also getting 10 points on the road now you know the raiders beat the chiefs earlier this year so i mean even though the chiefs obviously a better team overall um, the Raiders can certainly play play with them as they showed. Now they're going on the road, but you know we're compensated for that by getting a, a full ten points here. So yeah, the Raiders definitely you know step up against the better teams, and so I, I think you know emboldened by that uh, performance last week, also I think uh, they should go into Kansas City feeling really good about themselves and and make a game of it there. Looking for the Kansas City Chiefs to continue struggling in the role of a division favorite, where I believe they're something like 3-17 and 17 to the spread. Dave Tooley will grab up the double digits with the Oakland Raiders for his complimentary play on the show this week. Dave, great job on the show this week once again, and I look forward to visiting with you next week. We'll talk a little bit more in depth about the college football playoffs and find out what way movements are happening in Las Vegas with that. And we'll keep a close eye on what's going on in the Superbook contest as well. Dave, I'll look forward to visiting with you, like I say, next week. I'm going to wish you the best of luck and say, pick, keep picking them live dog winners, if you will. Uh, and from your lips to God's ears. All right, thanks. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. That was Dave Tooley joining us live from Las Vegas. Dave, the proprietor at viewfromvegas.com. You can visit his website. Check everything out there. Don't you go away. When I come back, I'll share with you my awesome angle of the week on the football show this week and my complimentary play. When we're back with more here on the final segment of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Lawrence for the Playbook, easily the winningest football newsletter in the nation. Filled with on-the-money best bet winners, awesome angles, and tremendous trends each week throughout the football season, it's vital information you can't do without. Get smart, get Playbook, get every edge imaginable. Log on today for a copy of this week's Playbook football newsletter now at playbook.com or call 1-800-PLAYBOOK today. Now, the moment you've been waiting for. From the hot South Florida sun, it's Mark Lawrence with his awesome angle of the week. Guys, let's get to it. Our awesome angle of the week takes place in the National Football League on Sunday, and we call it Three is Enough. What we're looking to do is to play on any NFL home dog or pick who is 0-3 straight up and against the spread their last three football games if they're facing a sub-500 non-division opponent three times losing in a row is enough for these home teams as they bounce back to go 27 and 9 with three ties against the spread since 1980 our three is enough play on sunday will be on the tennessee titans when they play host to the floundering new york jets this sunday we'll play the tennessee titans in our three is enough awesome angle on the show this week 
And before I get to my complimentary play on the football show this week, I want to remind you that we're offering all of our listeners and fans a $50 fan appreciation weekend of our Red Hot Late Foam football service this weekend. And when I say Red Hot, I mean Red Hot as we're now 28-8-1 on our Late Foam football selection plays of late here, including last week's big Four and one winning card. The week before that, we were five and one. My NFL game of the month will be part of our fifty dollar fan appreciation week of winners for all callers who reach out to us. Call toll free now to get on board at one eight hundred three two one seventy seven seventy seven, or you can log on to the website at playbook.com to join me for our fifty dollar fan appreciation weekend of winners. And while you're at it, be sure to check out our December double 10-star special package offer where you can pick up every college and NFL play I make from today through the January 1st bowl games included will be our 10-star NFL game of the year, our 10-star college bowl play of the year, and our 5-star NFL make that 5-star college game of the month as well. Just $249 complete for the double 10-star December gets it all. Either way, call me toll-free now for the $50 Fan Appreciation Weekend of Winners or our double 10-star package at 1-800-321-7777. My complimentary play on this Sunday's NFL football card, we're going to fade the Kansas City Chiefs, who continue their losing ways. This football team has a lot of the same look as they had last year when they opened up the season 9-0 before closing out going 2-6 and straight up in their last eight football games. They're doing much the same thing again here this football season. While they didn't open up on that 9-0 and winning run, they're getting outgained and outstanding with regularity in football games. And in fact, when they finally somehow managed to outstat Denver in their last football loss, they come into this contest with that having snapped a streak of having been outyarded five football games in a row. They enter on an 0-3 straight-up and point-spread streak due the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Oakland Raiders, who are playing for Tony Sperano's head coaching job. Tony Sperano's done a nice job as an interim coach with this football team. But all you need to know in this football contest is take a look at Kansas City from game eight on out. They're 17-44 and 44 straight up. In this particular role, this football team really flounders down the stretch, if you will, in this in this role here. On the flip side, you talked about Tony Sperano. How about in the National Football League as a head coach? He's 7-1 to the spread as a division road dog. The role he'll be in this week, taking double digits, no less, if you can imagine that. And you've also got a Kansas City Chief football team here that's been absolutely pathetic in the role of a division favorite. You take a look at what they've done as division favorites of late here. This football team just 2-16 and 16 to the spread as a division favorite of three or more points. You put it all together until Kansas City proves to me that this football team is playoff contention viable and can revert out of their losing ways to a winning way. We'll grab up the points with the Oakland Raiders for our complimentary play on the football show this week. And that's going to put the final wraps on this edition of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread for Victor King from King Creole Sports, along with Dave Tooley joining us from ViewFromVegas.com and our good friend Jack Reynolds, who we know is listening from above. Until next week, once again, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always to remember to bet with your head, not over it, and good luck as always.